Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac. Yum. Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. (laughs) I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. What is going on, everybody? I totally thought that was you, like, surprise drumming in the in the song, and it was Jake doing the tab. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Jake, thank you for tab drumming. It worked out well. You're welcome. Welcome back to Customer States Podcast, where we talk about everything in the automotive industry. My name is Mike Sarah. What's up, Senior master technician. Hey. Uh, shop foreman, transmission technician, recovering uh, alcoholic. Yeah, recovering alcohol, <laughs> ongoing failing. alcoholic. Um, actually, before we start with introductions, uh, because of the alcoholism, can we can we crack one? Is that okay? Yes. Yeah? Hashtag sell the bell. A question for your question: When do you need to ask permission? Huh? <laughs> I will strike you. Fuck um, you, Mike. <laughs> That's where Give you your balls a tug, tit fucker. Yes! <laughs> um, okay. For what? For what? <laughs> and to my left is the uh, absolutely amazing Allie Paul. Uh, me? He yes. tried, tried to pull an Eric like bodacious, fantastic. He, Allie he Paul. didn't want to steal it. I saw the No, I didn't want to steal it. Uh, I, I originally planned, I have actually in my notes um, of all the different letters in the alphabet of things that I can say before your name because Eric always did the double B's. So I was going to go through the alphabet every single episode. But did you guys just hear that? A. I just heard Eric's eyes roll all the way, <laughs> all the way from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, that's me. I'm Ali Paul. I'm a warranty administrator for both Volkswagen and Mazda. And to my left is a pretty cool guy. He's been through some shit this week, you guys. We just, need a big this week. customer <laughs> states welcome to Jake Rikus. Do you have the womp womp noise fired up? <laughs> Here, I'll do it. Yeah, there you go. Hi, it's me. It's Jake. Thank you. That's proper. So it's me. What's up, fuckers? You know who I am. I'm a service <laughs> advisor, and I like to get fucked, apparently. Oh. Um, well, you know, it's kind of in yeah. the job title. Yeah! <laughs> You ever been sitting across from somebody you just get urged to go, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, service advisor, three and a half years, still sticking with it. And we have a very, very special guest because our big, lovable gay Eric is not here. So now we have a buff, tatted, straight Eric to take the place. (laughs) So to my left is Eric. Hey there. Slightly less gay Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Filling in for big gay Eric. So, so what do you do? Uh, I am a used car technician uh, for uh, the 
same dealership that my shop foreskin mike works for <laughs> and uh thank you i like that you know and uh yeah it's pretty good yeah you Not enjoy bad. it there uh i do enjoy it yeah i uh got into uh you know the dealership life because i wanted to work on one manufacturer and and get it down and thought there was a lot of money to be made that way because um, we don't do this all the time because we absolutely love working on cars sometimes we just need bills paid and uh and uh the opportunity to do used cars came up and uh there's a lot of gravy in used cars so no, no shit well you wanted yeah. to stick with one car line and you ended up working on i'm all working the on lines. every single car line <laughs> imaginable you know they they have me taking apart lamborghinis and ferraris and volkswagens and you know everything so the occasional toyota oh yeah the occasional yeah. toyota yeah, fancy toyotas regular toyotas <laughs> those piece of shit Mazdas. that's a lexus eric <laughs> no those are called fancy toyotas um so real quick because we're gonna get to know you in the second half yeah um but how long have you been at that dealership uh i've been there a little over well i think about a year and a half now and and oh, you so haven't quit yet uh came close just a few times no um <laughs> no actually it's one of the best dealerships i've ever worked for i've oh. i've been at a few different places and you know there's uh there's a lot to be said for having uh give your balls a tug tin fucker <laughs> that's right um to uh to have a good good team around you you know what i mean i do have to so, that, yeah um yeah you it's definitely a lot of good have stuff. two amazing people around you you have Mike and you have other Eric. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, Actually, I mean, you're I, I'd have other to Eric. say there's only, you know, besides the sales team, there's there's only a <laughs> sales team. I mean, they change every week. I don't know. Well, that yeah, is. that's why nobody knows their names. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure they stand out of the local, uh, stand out in front of the local high school and just like get kids with book bags. Be like, hey, you want to come cars? Six. Yeah. Six. <laughs> Recruiting for McDonald's or something. I don't know what they're doing. The but bitch tip squad. I don't know any of their names. Yeah, thing um, one, that's, thing two. that's really the only reason I stuck with the dealership I'm at. Cause I enjoy my team. Yeah. That, that means a lot, you know, because every dealership, you know, we, we talked about before in previous episodes, you know, the grass is greener and it's not always, but the biggest thing is, is that you already know your team. And, and so unless you have an issue with your team, that's probably the best place for you to stay at. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you already have a good rapport. Everybody works well and congeals well together. You know, you're a whore. He said rapport. Pretty sure that's what he said. <laughs> a rapport. Oh, I thought he said good Don't for. ask me to spell it. I'm not good at that. That's what spell check is for. Okay. You put the cute in Accutane button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone has caught on to this, but Jake oh, and I watched, watched Shorzy this past there's week. A, there's a bunch of people who message us about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I just did my 11th go around uh, before you guys got here You've today. You've seen it so many times. Uh, Mike so keeps many sending times. us uh, clips from that show when's the last time we had a good assortment of mixed tempura <laughs> oh so so uh speaking of you know enjoying the team that you work with and getting along with employees there's some of those instances where you don't get along with employees and i Is think there? I, I think at, at a car dealership well sometimes sometimes and, and and I think that um, one of our guests today has a story about that, Eric. Okay, well, yeah. and you know, vague vague terms and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be really diplomatic here. Um, but that's just something dealing with people every day, and whether they're customers, which you have to deal with differently than people that you work next to every day, is um, is completely different. Mm. But 
um, you don't always get along and you know, some days you're having a bad day and some days they're having a bad day and some days your head's just butt together and you say some shit that you probably shouldn't have said, but it got said anyway. And hopefully everybody can be adults about it and, right. you know, leave it right where it was. And, and, you know, whether it takes a day or two days to, to apologize or to, you know, smooth things over, um, you know, we deal with, uh, with the weather outside, it gets hot outside. People get frustrated. People yep. are dehydrated. People don't want to. Oh, we just had a meeting about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get heat exhaustion. Yep. Okay. Stay but, hydrated. But seriously, it's a it's a it's a big factor um, to keeping that uh, team morale just level. You know, you you really gotta be mature and understand that sometimes, yeah, I did something wrong, but you did something wrong. But I'll take you know, uh, responsibility for my part in that. And, um, let's just move forward because I do have to look at your stupid fucking face every day (laughs) and, uh, I'm not going anywhere. I don't think you're going anywhere. Let's just fucking move on. Make the best of it. Hash it out, move on. That's what happened. So yeah, that happened a couple weeks ago and, and, uh, with, um, you know, crowding issues and, you know, things happen in shops, things happen everywhere in life. And we just move past and, and get over it. So they, and they always think that, you know, oh, it's the mechanics egos that, you know, get in the way. And it's not always that, you know, it's like, like what Eric said, well, Sometimes it's a little bit of that. Right. But, you know, um, everyone's guilty of that from time to time. Oh, yeah. My ego definitely came into play this last fucking. Well, your major issue was just the crowding and the the fact that you didn't have space to do your jobs and you felt like you were getting pushed around as far as, you know, what bay you were going to work in and and availability of that bay and stuff like that. And people, you know, it's it's the fact that when you are efficient and you have good numbers and Mm -hmm. you throw down some serious fucking hours every week. Um, each bay, each lift every single day should be making a certain amount of money minimum, sure. you know, and that's, should that's be. the way that you run a fucking shop. It's calculated by square footage, actually. Yeah. Well, whatever fucking big smart guy over there. Um, but the fact is, is that if you have somebody training, uh, there's no reason that they should take two bays over somebody that's uh, flagging hours uh, seniority, whatever it might be, um, that needs multiple bays, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, guaranteed work to training. Right. And, and so, um, you know, my mouth got a little bit wild that day, but no, uh, (laughs) really on a scale of one to flip the fuck out on a scale of, okay, put it this way. I don't regret many things that I say, but I thought about it for the next three days. Like, man, I shouldn't have fucking said that. Not because I felt bad about what I had said to the other person, but because it made me look like an ass. Yeah. Right. I've been you there know? before. And the it's like, step I, back it's and that ego thing. It's like, I shouldn't have said that. I need to fucking humble myself right now. And, and it took me a couple days to fucking get past that. But the end story is that I apologized to the guy. He didn't apologize to me. I didn't need an apology from him. I wanted him to know that I I felt okay about it now and that we were going to move past it. And we have, you know, so. Sometimes when you're in those situations and you apologize, like it's best to set yourself up to not receive an apology because it's setting expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And it's really to be for me because I was in a very similar situation one time with a uh, Huli Huliana. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work here. She anymore. sounds pretty. Yeah, we could put a, a Nugu in there if you really want to. Uh, uh, Julian. Obscure it. Oh, Julian. Oh, he wouldn't care. Well, he just does not around anymore. Anyways, I've I've lost my cool like that, and a. It was the only time I've done it. Mm. B, you don't count. <laughs> B, I don't count. Oh my God. Welcome yeah. back to customer states couples therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, B, he never did it again. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, and I felt bad about it because I, I yelled. Yeah. And I work with a bunch of guys and I feel like when I yell, it's like, it needs to be. Oh, that's saved. adorable. Oh my no, God, Jacob, it wasn't stop. like that. It was like, oh fucking shit. That's the thing. When, when somebody yells that doesn't normally yell or it's throw effective. a fit, you, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Uh, okay. I did something fucking right. wrong here, <laughs> but I a hundred percent agree with you, Eric on that with, you know, when you step back and you realize you said something, maybe you shouldn't have, or whatever the case was and you get heated. With the fact of you're not looking for an apology, you know how you work and to get your work done, if it takes an apology from only one side, no matter if it's swallowing your ego, whatever the fuck, keep the peace, you just have to. In the same way, I've yelled at text and apologized, not really an apology back, but it's like, if I'm going to keep the peace and keep making money and have the bay running the way that it should and me writing tickets or if I get a shitty job that I know that tech's going to get right, I got to squash yeah. it. Yeah. So your um, space issue, was this something that could have been negated by like a service writer or a, you know, not a writer, up? not a writer or no. Uh, uh, well, the, the I mean, yeah, any, anybody, a uh, service like director can, you know, do anything she wants around there. And that's the deal. That's great. But um, we were in kind of a transition time anyway and so uh things were changing and people were kind of being shuffled around either way so nobody really had a secure feeling of where they were at when you're Mm. working as a tech it's really nice to know your area and to have things organized the way you want mike knows all about this Is is it him? Yo, pick it up. We we have a we have a special surprise here. Hang on, hang on. Okay. Hi, bitch. It's the gay. Eric, is it you? Hey, hey, y'all. Hi. We miss you. How are you guys? You sound like you're calling from an airplane. (laughs) I I actually. (laughs) Are you in the lavatory? (laughs) I am not in the lavatory. You you sound sleepy, babe. Not at all. Just drunk. Keep the volume down. <laughs> nope, I wish. <laughs> Not right. But what are you guys up to? Recording an episode. We definitely haven't oh, really? replaced you with another person named Eric. No, no that's, that that's, didn't happen. No, definitely didn't happen. Not at all. No. Hello, Mr. Jennings. Nah, hello, Mr. Montenegro. Mrs. <laughs> Montenegro, all of our podcast listeners out there. Oh, we miss you. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, we miss oh, I you. Miss you guys too. You having fun? I miss all of our listeners. 
Yes, we're having a good time. We're on our way to Chicago. Ooh. Hey, I've got a, a Chicago yes. Cubs hat on, Eric, which I will now demonstrate to the Do camera. Okay. Ah, okay. Super I'm, nice. I'm pointing from here as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we just left New Orleans. Nice. How was your um, alligator uh, extravaganza? Yes, it was uh, quite interesting. Did you like that video I sent you guys? Yeah, yes. yeah, that was dope. Was the an... screaming was the best. Yeah, the, the, the shrieking in the background was my favorite part. That's <laughs> what made the video. That was obviously the girl next to me. How was it when you? I'm sure. How was it when you ate the alligator? The alligator is good, isn't it? Uh, not that. Yeah, we didn't eat that one in particular. But yes, well, we I wouldn't hope so. Delicious. Was it fried? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a greasy it was, piece yes. of chicken. It's so yes, good. It's so good. good. I've had it before it too. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of fried calamari. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was interesting. But yeah, it's been fun. It was really hot, really humid. Um, and now we're going to Chicago to cooler weather. So Ooh, take pictures. Safe. You hope. Yeah, you hope. It'll be a good time. Yes. No, we checked the weather already. It's going to be cooler. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, I will take all the pictures. I miss you guys. We miss you very much. Love you. We, yeah, we miss you for sure. Is it nice being on vacation? What's vacation like? It's really interesting. I feel so odd. I keep checking in with work, believe it or not, though. <laughs> that does not surprise me. Don't worry. I take I care of all your rechecks. I <gasps> oh. <laughs> it's a damn lie because my last few were all customer pay and I did them right. <laughs> I love you. But anyways, <laughs> just wanted to call in and say hello. 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 We love you and well, we miss you. We can't wait to check in with you next week and hear oh, about all your other adventures. You yes, definitely. We will be calling in again next week. Yay. Miss you, buddy. We love you. Have a safe flight. I love you guys. Miss you too. Bye. Appreciate See you, it. Bye, Eric. Right. Bye. Love you. I do that to him all the time. When we're on the phone, I'm like, love you. Hang up Koa. immediately. He wins most of the He's time. He's going crazy. Koa. Come here. You got a bunch of energy for somebody that went on a bunch of WAOKs today. Come here. Um, anyway. Oh, she's fucked up my headphones. So oh, twist the bottom connection. Yeah. This one? Yep. Yeah. Put it on your ears and twist. Oh, I got it. Like yeah. Back. yeah. Um, so on to our next topic. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the cycles. Yeah. Well, as Eric Bicycles? thought, it was cynicals. Um, yeah, I read it as cynicals and he he so corrected you. me. But it says uh, the industry being cyclical. And yeah. the fancy words and specifically when we're talking about cyclical, it's not just the money that comes in and out of the dealership every month for operating expenses and profits gain and stuff like that. But when you have a service manager breathing down your neck about efficiency and for the first four months of the year, it was horrible because the vid was going around Again. and business was slow and the uh, spring break and in our area, people don't get refunds. They have to pay money for taxes and stuff like that. So we had a, you know, terrible 
terrible, f- you know, first few months. And because I couldn't make my efficiency because there was no work in my department and I wasn't able to leave work early and you know, not be clocked in, then, you know, now it shows that I'm very inefficient and that's bad for the company mm-hmm. and, you know, bad for me as well, you know, payment wise. But the thing that never really gets mentioned a lot is all the other stuff that I do. And I know I'm, this is kind of getting into a personal thing and I didn't really want to speak about that, but I kind of wanted to get your guys' inputs. You know, you guys have all been in the industry for long enough, Eric, you know, you're, you've been doing it before this dealership. Yeah. But as far as, you know, your thoughts on why it is, how it is, and if there's any way to improve upon it or, you know, like, um, like a squirrel buries nuts before the winter or whatever, like, is there any way that you can like, you know, sandbag work or like, you know, stack stuff up for the times that when it's slow, you know, um, fleet accounts, things like that. I mean, you know, just, is there any answer to this or is that just the way that the industry is? And I want our listeners to write in and let us know if that's only a California thing or if that's, all across i'm sure oh, it's all it across yeah be. yeah i mean you know people are, are affected by the same things everywhere S- kids spring break vacation time holidays intergalactic back order yeah so yeah, you know it's just supply it, chain it, it's it's a really really broad topic and i and i think it's a relatively good one so i just kind of want to hear you guys inputs on like if there's any ways to counteract that or to prepare for it or you know, how, how do you react to it you know do you have a little nest egg saved up for for times like that it's such a big topic. Really you know is. what I mean? Like, it's so big that my brain can't even fucking focus right now because there's so many fucking aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a West Coast mechanic uh, up in Portland, Oregon, and then down here for the past 15 years. And I've never seen a shop that runs completely steady. Um, it's not possible. It's it's not possible. There no. are the slow seasons. There are the, the busy seasons. Um you know, uh, as a flat rate technician, you're working for hours and you want to make those big paychecks. So what I've done in the past is that when those times are good, you save up money, you know, and squirrel away. Yeah. You, you do that because there are definitely going to be those times where you have absolutely no fucking work and you're working off of Luckily, on our pay scale, we at least have, you know, some some hours that were guaranteed. Yeah. For as long as you're at the dealership, you get an hourly rate for for as many hours as you're like physically clocked in. Right. Shop. Up until 40. And then, you know, you'll <clears throat> go over with that. But it's just the way it fucking is. And, mm-hmm. and you know, things with with covid and people being out of work and, um, you know, thinking about it at through my perspective right now and use cars um we didn't really have uh earlier in the year when everybody else in the shop was slow nobody right. was getting fucking new cars in because of nope. the chip shortages and all that yeah. shit so used cars was booming yeah you, know? you got more busy. we had more fucking work than we knew everybody in the shop with. was doing used cars it's just like when we get busy in lube rack everybody in the shop does lube right well, when we got busy in used car department during that short time period there was so much money to be made yeah you know and uh and now we're on the flip side and used cars. It seems like the rest of the dealership has, well, over the last couple of weeks, maybe not so much, but before that was doing a lot better. Used cars is dead now. And, um, you know, we've gotten a lot of new car inventory back. Uh, and I guess the dealership's lucky What's for that. that like? but, yeah, I heard you guys have like four cars on the it's, lot. It's fucking rough <laughs> right now. And, you know, with 
fucked up. We get trucks like every other day, it seems like. Yeah. yeah you guys we do. got a truck you guys with have, one car on it the yeah. other day. You guys have kick-ass inventory right now. Every single time I drive by, I'm like, damn, they're still doing just fucking fine. Yeah. But you see we got a new lightning? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did the PDI on that. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited about that. We got one of them. And to follow, and to follow on or bounce off of Eric, it's like with that, and he's right, there's so many variables with that where save up your money and that's always a good fallback when shit does fall flat but at the same time like he said dealerships kind of work with that whole what's the saying like there's um feast or famine no 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 no, no. like well yeah that's like that's a saying like your boss with the messy office it's uh, organized chaos thank you so it's like <laughs> it, it's like dealerships she knows exactly where everything right. is it's amazing dealerships run off of organized chaos it's like the the crazy nutso of it all fuels the fire to keep it running it's like if everything oh, that's an interesting take on it. it it's like if everything does run smooth everybody's gonna lose their <laughs> shit so but also with that it's like i think the at least the way that i kind of view it is the best way at least for me when i'm working to either make it easier on myself or make something go by quicker when something is sandbagged or whatever the case is is whether you're a tech or a warranty administrator or a writer whatever it is this industry is probably one of the most you have to be fluid with you always have to be moldable because at a moment's fucking notice it will change on you yep. and if you can't flow with it you're fucked and at that point, the whole day's ruined, week, month, whatever the case is, it's like it's a complete 180 at a moment's notice. And if you can't turn around it, to, to, to to quote Barry Grills, uh, adapt, overcome, improvise. There you go. <laughs> Drink your own piss. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, I, I can relate to this in some manner as well. I mean, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. I know I was talking about this with you a little bit earlier, Eric, but I am an hourly employee. So my income, as far as you guys all go, your income varies. Fuck. My income is steady. And what I end up having to make my quote unquote nest eggs with is with my time. There's times that I am just really, really busy because the shop is really, really busy and there's, and I have a hard time keeping my head above water. But when I have the more quiet times, I try and use that time for something that I know when I get busy, I'm not going to be able to do or read the 300 page manual that I didn't get to read the new stuff on this year. No, (laughs) that's not nice. I listen to it sometimes. I don't watch it. Um, but it's important. I mean, there's all kinds of different, um, nest eggs, so to speak, you know, in, in our job. And I think that it's important when things do get rough that just like we were saying before, that if you can make the most of your team, it makes things easier because people leave and people, new people come in and it changes it. Like Jake said, it constantly changes. The policy constantly changes. The cars constantly change. It's adaptability. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, even with... And it's not always easy. Yeah. And so now, like, for example, at the dealership, we have a bunch of line techs, heavy line techs, right? Mm-hmm. But we really only have two diagnosing line techs. 
and oh. one of them is gone so right now. So do they have to diagnose the problem and then send it to the person who's going to do the repair, but they diagnose we're, each vehicle? We're, we're in a, a, spot, a, a tight spot right now um, because we have a bunch of trainees, essentially. You know, they're, they're relatively on their own and doing stuff on their own, but they're still learning. Um, so they're not really, you know, we're not really asking them to specifically diagnose these more difficult jobs. You know, one of the senior techs will, you know, look at it and say, oh, it needs this, this and this, and then hand it off to somebody else that can do the job in a timely fashion. So, um, but yeah, you know, when, when Eric's gone it, you know, heavy line is one of our busier departments and it kind of cripples it. So we have, you know, a little bit of a stack up of, of work. I had to, you know, I had to look at a job today for heavy line department, which I really hate. Um, oh, that's not your, that's not your I favorite don't, I, I, area. I don't, well, no, it was a diesel truck and oh, okay. I do not do diesel anymore. Oh. I, I, I cut my teeth in this industry on diesel and I do not want to do diesel anymore. Um, I love doing my trans work. Um, it's like my little Zen area uh, when I have my, uh, peace and quiet and people aren't bothering me. So I really enjoy that <laughs> and I do not want to do diesel anymore whatsoever. So, but you know, you got to make sacrifices. It sucks. Well, the other thing too, is that this can be discussed on a scale you know so like nest egging for a couple week period you know like holding over a, like sandbagging holding over a job till which you're next not week supposed because, to do no we don't do that um <laughs> that's a fireball holding offense over, holding over a job until next week because you're expecting next week's gonna be poor you know so or, I, I had actually talked about that like in the original or i had written that down on the board in the original thing about efficiencies of that is so i spent Thursday and Friday working on this vehicle, but it's a three day job to finish this car. And so now I am missing 16 hours from Thursday and Friday because I'm not going to get it until Monday when the vehicle's finished. How do I explain that? I, I can't partial flag tickets. So it's not always you're hundred percent efficient every week because now I have a good buffer for next week when I finish this job, but it really screwed me for the last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that's almost a, uh, a problem that's unique to either heavy line or transmissions where you're you're having those 20 hour jobs um when you're in other departments you're at maybe two or three hours yeah it's you a know what i mean job so, or something like that it's not a major thing but, yeah you know. I've, I've never really had to worry about that myself but you guys definitely well if you're doing a short block in something or a trans overhaul yeah, you know 22 hour job and, yeah you know 16 hour trans overhaul or something like that i mean it's it's a more significant thing and if you started on a friday and you can't get it done until monday you've just now lost that eight hours of you know, efficiency on Friday. If you're looking at it as a weekly thing, if you're looking at it as a pay period thing, if you're lucky enough to get it in the same pay period, it all, you know, in the 80 hours that you were at work, you have all of, you know, all of those 80 hours or more over the two weeks. But if you're looking at it as a weekly thing, it doesn't always work like that. And that's the thing too, is that sometimes management works off of those weeklies for the efficiency, like at our dealership. So that's that's how they look at it at our dealership. That's how the metric is set up is Mm -hmm. per week. Yeah. And so it's terrible, you know, like some weeks I'll, you know, be 60% efficient because I have a bunch of stuff that I've started in my stalls and can't get finished by Friday. And then next week I come in and I'm 240% efficient. So if you look at it over the two weeks, I'm still above 100%, but we're looking at it weekly. Well, oh God, this is unacceptable. You got 60% efficiency this week. The next week was 240%. I mean, like what do, do you they, want me to do, do you get recognition at all when you are extremely we used to efficient? we used to have a, a program set Keep in place well aside <laughs> from that um Ooh. we had tacos there were there were we bonuses did. set up for the top producers in the shop as far as efficiency go how's that Ford reward program going uh very good um so uh i have 
in addition to all of the regular training and certifications and stuff like that that you get paid for yep. um, through that uh, top tech program, um, they had made a list of, you know, like it was like three pages printed out of like all these different um, e-learning classes is what they call it, that you can go online on afford and, and take for your training to get certifications and stuff like that. And for each course that they had specifically said in this you know little docket or whatever, each course was 20 bucks up to 50 courses, which is a thousand dollars at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I went through the yeah. whole thing start to finish and I was only able to complete 45 of them because I had done all the rest of them. So, um, but you know, that's still whatever fraction of a thousand dollars that mathematically works out too. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. So, um, in addition to the nine, senior master stuff, it's 900 bucks, by the way, I math too in, much today. Already. In addition to the senior master technician rewards and like all the other training stuff that I have. So, I mean, for the people that want to participate in it, not only for the money at the end of, at the, end of the year, mm -hmm. but also to further their career and learn about, you know, Ford Motor Company in this instance and, you know, work their way into the shop instead of being, you know, just a, a lowly lube tech or, or used car technician. <laughs> Fuck off. You know, that's the thing too, though, is so that our industry, <laughs> our industry changes so much. Yeah. You know, there are new advancements every i want to say 30 days you know there's got to be something new coming out that we have to constantly be learning so it's just a good way to keep up with that and it's a little bit of an incentive too you know so does well, that apply for you as that program yeah that uh, I'm, a, well? I'm a ford technician okay. every so. every technician in the dealership is um is allowed to do this uh essentially they were signed up for it the money was spent to get them in the program and the the cool thing is is that because Eric's been doing some classes, he's now able to get sent out to Ford School for the electrical uh, certification that he needs to start doing actual warranty work for Ford Motor Company, not just used car. Mm. So if he decides to take that training class, then he can also do, you know, recalls and, and uh, other right. Ford warranty work because now you're going to be a certified technician in that category. Right. So I mean, it's just a, it's a great opportunity for when you do get slow in used cars and quick services backed up or tune up is backed up or whatever do you know you if, can go take jobs from from that department do you know if the uh service advisors or ford offers anything like that to the service advisors? so there's there's different things that the service advisors get you know uh, brakes batteries and tires packages you know you got to sell a certain number of these things to get your spiff or whatever through ford and, and hit your numbers all, the, all those sort of things uh, mazda looks at a square in the face and says you're lucky you have a job <laughs> That's our reward. You get to work for Mazda. That's pretty much the industry. In fact, I think I've heard my service director tell me that exact same <laughs> phrase. Yep. I, we've got, when you do the tests, you know, quarterly where you have to watch the videos and do the training and all that crap. If you get a hundred percent on your final test at the end of watching all of these, they give you $50, but Ooh, that's, nice. that's about all the rewards you get. You used to get all types of shit. Through Mazda and Volkswagen, they'd give you points. We went to Disneyland. Yeah, it's all like they'd give you points. I used to you, get points yeah. for all of my classes and everything. And they used to. And there were quarterly classes, and each like rewards, like point, point that you got a was a dollar. So, and they used to be really good with that. It's like take your classes, you get like fifty points. You know, right. you do, you match these numbers, fifty points, and it added up. And it was you could either you know cash them out for Disneyland tokens or you just, you know, get three $500 gift cards. But that went the way of the dodo. But the industry changed. Mm -hmm. And here we are. But you know what doesn't change? Our sponsors. Our sponsors. <laughs> well, they could change if people wanted to help us out. Right. We're not asking for that. It's okay. Jake. Like Nick Lowridge. Well, we want to keep our old From sponsors, <laughs> but we will definitely take new ones as well. Yes. In addition to. In addition to. So continue, Nick. 
from Matco Tools. Right. Also, Ray Moon from El, Rochi- El, El Ranchito Taco Shop <laughs> in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> and um, come Travis on. Ferris. Travis Ferris from, from Hit, Hit Distributing. Distributing. Supplying Justice Brothers products. Yes. We also want to thank Norman Glacier. You can find his stuff at uh, Stovocore underscore Metalworks Metal on Instagram. And Mr. Batman for all of the uh, fancy tunes. Bruce Vane <laughs> for these amazing Bane. tunes. Yeah. And um, we will be right back after these short commercial breaks for another exciting episode of Customer States Podcast. Which is just listening to Mike talk, so skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. Hit stands for honesty, integrity, and trust. So you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call them anyway and tell them I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. that time again we're back we said thank you to all of our sponsors and now it's time the time that you were all waiting for for this podcast to end <laughs> <laughs> they can get through it you're here for a reason we love you um so Eric. Oh, fuck. oh wait sorry oh, very important make it happen there's it's only, only two. <laughs> two two lonely cracks this time. Minimal cracks. Right. Okay. Sorry guys, I'm dieting. I can't drink too much. I get super drunk. No crack for me. Yeah, I quit That's that a long Red time Bull. ago. <laughs> Just say no. Eric wore uh, the other Eric wore a cape to hide his crack. Yes. <laughs> it was very nice. Crack kills. <laughs> Remember that picture? Oh, yeah, man. it's a I'm fucking gonna, callback, bitch. I'm going to have to repost that. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, right. I, think I, I was the one that took that picture. Did Why you really? Yeah. 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 Oh, somebody's CBDBs are kicking <laughs> in. <laughs> so, Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, so, how did you get started in this industry we all work in? Did somebody hold a gun to your head? I mean, yeah. pretty much. Right? Show me on this right. doll where they touched you. <laughs> You're going to need more than a doll. Um, so 
It was really random how I got involved in uh, the automotive industry. Um, I struggled through high school, and I'd like to thank my mom for earning my diploma for me. Shout out to mom. Um, Thanks, mom. We love our moms. You're amazing. I love you. Um, But uh, after I got done, she asked me what I was going to do for college, and um, I was in you know this partying mindset where. I wasn't thinking about college. I was going to, uh, I was going to take a year off and enjoy my friends and all this other shit. That's how it always starts. That's how it always starts where you don't go to college or you don't further your education. And so she laid it down. She said, you're going to do something. And, um, so Portland community college, uh, had the, <laughs> had the I'm sorry uh, for the interruption. It's it's Kella's birthday today. I'm kind of letting her have free reign of the excited. house. So um happy birthday, girl. <laughs> so um she she said, you know, you can go to community college, uh, which actually for somebody with my um GPA in high school I think was the only option. But um <laughs> that's a very polite way of saying that. <laughs> well, when you graduate with a one point six, uh Does it well, get- you graduate yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? There's, there's we got number through, one. But uh, it's another topic as far as what high school actually prepares you for in real life anyway. Sometimes but, maybe uh, sometimes maybe shit. I think everything that I used from school I learned by the second grade. Um, but I decided to go to a vocational uh, training at a community college. And it was a two-year associate's oh, wow. degree program. And it was... It was amazing. Uh, I didn't know how to change oil when I when I got there, and um, I left knowing every system in a car. And um, and when you get out of those schools, you're not a you know a level technician by any means, but you have the foundation to learn. The and, fundamentals are are there, and right. And so um, that was really cool. And it turns out that I luckily pick something that is a passion for me today and um it's it's really cool it's just really cool the way things work out sometimes so i'm grateful for that that's amazing and then um what was your first dealer experience then so that was like right out of high school yeah so uh 2006 i was at a honda dealership and uh and you know what there's something to be said about working on a honda because they have like different issues than other cars they don't have major issues um and it was really weird at the dealership that we were at. We worked in a team system. And so you would have like four or five guys per team. You would have different levels of technicians. So A-level techs, B-level techs, C-level techs. And um, and then the C-level techs would work off of or learn off of the more experienced technicians. And it, it was really cool. But the pay was so different um, because... The hours between those four or five technicians, you know, level C through level A, were all pooled together and then split equally at the end of the pay period. Split equally? Split equally. Have you ever heard of anything so atrocious in your entire life? Okay, so listen, as a C-level technician that I went in there at, 
that's a super super Cush cool job, thing right yeah. Yeah. i can't imagine i remember uh the a-level technician on our team was named adam and uh he was a cool dude um but i i think i would be a little bit spiteful if i was adam working on that pay scale oh, yeah, yeah for sure for we, reals uh me and the service manager were talking about different pay scales and stuff like that we're thinking like about different options restructuring some some different departments and things like that and um here i'll say a manager responds to that well if you teach them when they succeed you succeed <laughs> there yeah. you go that's, thank you that's Jacob. probably how they sold that and i got to say structure. that's what i appreciate about you <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a very interesting thing. I, I don't think I would be happy with that. That no, makes, me, that makes no. me sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy flagging my own hours and it's, it's sort of an addiction every single week of trying to beat myself, you know, and, uh, it's, it's really fun being able to see your progress by yourself and, uh, see your own efficiency and see where you need to learn and grow. And so I really, uh, I, I don't think I would be able to, to get away with doing that team system anymore. I've actually never heard of that system that before. Yeah. That was Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys have, when you were up there, do you guys have, um, what the hell is it called? Um, unions. I don't think so in the automotive industry. Okay. Um, no, I don't remember anything like that. And I, you know, was in the industry up there for 10 years. So, okay. I was just curious because I, because I, I know Northern California, it's all union. Yeah. There's a, I remember interviewing at a dealership that was a yum yeah. shop. Is that a good thing? Yeah. It, I mean, I figure it, if you're getting paid question. well enough and you have good. It can be from right. what I've heard from buddies I've talked to, you either love it or you leave. I think, I think that would drive me nuts. I just don't understand how companies just can't be good and pay you a fair wage without making you pay dues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Is well, that that's why unions exist. Get out of because... here with your leftist talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a weird thing to me. Is I'll that... have none of this communism yeah, in here. Yeah. Well, right now yeah, we're at yeah. a good time to be a tech anyway, because there is a bit of a shortage in the industry. Oh, yeah. A bit um, of a shortage. You know, so to find somebody that's willing to show up to work and not have comebacks and to be efficient right. is a super good thing. It's job security. We to can sharp, hardly find cashiers to and that's sharpen, not even a specialized. <laughs> to sharpen that edge. It's not hard to find a tech right now. It's hard to find a good Right. Tech right now, right? It's like hard I, to keep a tech, right? You, I can fucking pick a luby anywhere. Well, if you pay him enough, I'm surprised I still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Uh, fake it till you make it type situation going on right here. Smoking mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk around real fast everywhere you go, and nobody has I, any idea I that you're not doing anything. I swear he was there a second ago. <laughs> That's right, I was with a different piece of paper in my hand. So, diff- <laughs> here's another question for you: first car. My oh, first yeah, car. Try and ask that. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is also this goes back to your first question. This also is kind of one of the piggyback things on uh, how I got into the industry because my first car uh, was purchased by my dad. It was a six hundred dollar nineteen eighty eight Honda Accord LXI with over two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, and it was a five speed manual. 
and uh it was important uh for my dad for me to learn how to drive a manual and you know that's just the way he grew up and that's what he wanted for me uh 16 years old um i was partying in those days uh a lot of it was in rural areas and uh i burnt that clutch out real <laughs> quick within about three or four months mother of god yeah that's right and uh and I didn't know how to fucking work on a car and my dad's in the construction <laughs> industry. And, uh, so we took it to a, uh, a local clutch shop that, you know, I mean, it was named clutch, clutch shop or some shop. shit like clutch that. Shop. You know what I mean? That's like what they specialized in. And, uh, and they wanted to charge me $800 to put a fucking clutch in a $600 car. Yep. You know, yeah. and well, it's so, not your fault. You had such a terrible car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fuck you, dad. you burn it. We turn it. <laughs> so, uh, that was another thing. I was like, man, I'm never going to fucking pay somebody again mm -hmm. to fucking do something that I can learn how to do. At what age was this again? This was probably 16. Yeah. I got my license when I was 16 years yeah. old. So, okay. um, yeah, it was a, uh, that was an eye opener. Like, damn, these things, there's money to be made. And, uh, I don't want to fucking pay somebody to do this. Like, I think I can figure this out. Yeah. I don't want to pay anybody to do it either. So I worked at a place where I got a discount. So, yeah. so I got a question for you. Like, wait, um, wait, Oh, sorry. What was the first car that you bought oh. yourself? The first car that I bought myself, um, was a, 2006 Subaru Forester XT Turbo. Nice. And uh that was a pretty sick car. We uh we did the STI swap on it nice. and uh and I think we were pushing uh with factory STI parts and a little bit higher compression. We were pushing uh, about 6 horsepower higher than a factory STI at the time. Damn. Nice. So, it was it was a pretty fun car. And, uh, that's legit. Yeah. It was pretty cool doing the build. Okay. So I got a question for you. Uh, you know, you talked huh? about, <laughs> thank Very you. Nice. Um, for so, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you talked about like thinking like, Oh, I can do this as a child. You know, it, it takes certain like mechanical aspects of not only your brain, but your hands to be able to equate what you see in physical space and time with what your hands can do with the tools and, and space that you're lotted. So did you ever play with like Legos, Tinker yeah, Toys, the sets, sets? The Legos yeah. and all that? That was, I feel like that's a common theme between everybody. Those were like the only toys besides my hot I wheels and my tracks Legos. and stuff like that. Those hot were wheels, like yeah. Oh, yeah. the only toys I ever fucking yeah. played with. And that's, that's like a huge thing too, is that being able to like spatial awareness, like this yep. part needs to come out so that I can access How do I that. Tetris this I've out, watched you know? so many yeah. people mm -hmm. struggle to get to a fucking bolt that all you need to do is remove part A, part B, and get it the fuck out. Make yourself some room in there. Those are the sort of things that you can't really teach someone. I agree. It's yeah. like in something that's like sort of inherent in their innate ability to look at something and solve a problem. Interesting. That's, you know, oh, that's I get one stuck of too, though. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I'm like fucking, and then I'll have, you know, uh, you can learn some I'll of that. I'll have over my gay time. Eric come sure. over and, you know, what do I need to do here? And he's like, 
you know, use your head for two seconds and fucking look at it. Well, Rudy, Rudy gets so frustrated sometimes, you know, he'll be struggling with something Rudy, for, for some Rudy. amount of time and he'll call me to come over and help him with it. And I put my hands on it and in two seconds, it's out of the car. He's like, how do you do that? I don't understand. I'm like, well, first of all, I've been doing this for ever. Yeah. But do you take the time to be like, okay, well I thought of it this way and I did it. I have, da, 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 da. I have. Okay. So, uh, in the beginning when he and I were working together, it was removing the power transfer units from like the, um, police explorers. Um, the power transfer unit is something that makes it all wheel drive from front wheel drive. It actually transfers power back to the rear differential in an all wheel drive, uh, model vehicle. Okay. <clears throat> and there is a little special way that you got to turn the, you know, the, 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 the power transfer it. unit out, you know, and Tetris it out. I, I use that term all the time and the kids don't know what Tetris is, but you know, for the rest of oh, us, don't say that. Saying, that makes me feel old. The kids. So I have done it multiple times where I said, okay. I'm going to remove this or like it came out super easy because I, I, I just know what I'm doing. Let me put it back in and you do it now. And I'm going to stand here and watch you do it. And, you know, for some people it's watching for some people it's doing for some people it's hearing about it or whatever, you know, so it just kind of depends on, on who you're working with. But, you know, you can't that that it, that sense of like this needs to rotate this way to fit through this space. Mm -hmm. That's not something necessarily that you can teach. I feel like that's something that's more like, again, like I said, inherent, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, I guess <laughs> you ever play with those blocks that go in the same shape hole as a kid, <laughs> kind of similar, <laughs> the square peg in the round hole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're the kind of people that they stuff it's the it's square right. peg into the round hole. <laughs> Don't die. I'm trying not to. Don't die. Well, when you were starting out, did you ever like doubt yourself about, you know, were you going to be able to do it or did you always know? No, that in the beginning, you're always like doubt. with with everything you're like, am I going to be able to, you know, do this? It's like it's like getting any new job, really. It's mm -hmm. like it is you don't have any idea what you're walking into, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, as long as you have good people that are teaching you or being patient with you. If you have the will to do something, you'll figure out how to fucking do it. You know, it's just the way it is. And if you enjoy what you're doing every day, it's not, it's not that difficult. I remember that feeling. <laughs> that well, fucking feeling of not being sure. No, enjoying away? what you do every day. Oh yeah. God, oh, I'm still there. Now so. you're all fucking jaded. I'm still there. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was fixing fucking sprinkler heads the other day when I came in. I oh, my God. <laughs> like, you have must no love idea. what you're doing. Six o'clock in the morning, I get in, and there's a, a crystal geyser shooting out of the uh, lawn in front of the dealership. Not sponsored. You know, uh, you want to talk about a throwback? Truly, get at me. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fucking my God. A. They never caught on us, we you guys. Single handedly put your children through college. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my sandwich shop. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that I've been struggling with lately is feeling. So, I. Okay, Jake, do you want to introduce do this it. topic? The one that with your <laughs> lovely um, title. Oh yes, prove it. No gay Eric today, so we're going to talk shit. 
<laughs> I want to talk about that one. No, it's Eric. I, I love segue, you. Yeah, I, like, I, I, know, I set I that up I, like a question I, ago. I, I know, I know. And I'm, you I'm just shitted kidding. on it. I'm just kidding. Speaking of shit, so wait, Jake says I'm yeah. a chicken shit. So Allie, Might be true. The, the real title is Allie is being a chicken shit. And I mean that with love. Uh-huh. But I do. That's and see, that's the thing. It's like with the how we were talking about doubt is I see the way that you work and how hard you work. And I know your worth and that nobody else could do your job as efficiently as you do, whether it be you're inherently good at it. You've had 13 years experience, whatever you want to title it as the fact of and I get it. It's nerve wracking task for a raise, whatever the case may be. Some people like me, I don't give a shit. I don't fear anybody the worst thing they're going to tell I me if you nothing <laughs> the, the worst thing they are going to tell me is no and i learned yeah that, that's the worst well, thing see, that, and that causes a lot of anxiety in my mind but see and that's the thing it's like also when you were growing up as a kid you had a lot of friends it's all like you even if you not pot whatever the hell you want to call it you grew up with friends i was overweight i was a loner i was called racial slurs for being jewish made fun of my weight, not having any friends, that whole entire thing. I learned from a very early age, words don't hurt. You get over it. So it's the same thing no matter who you talk to. You go in, you're strong, you ask for what you're worth, and if it's a no, then you take it from there. But you never know if it's going to be a yes unless you do. So that's the crux of the issue. The that's asking faith. for what you're worth and Spider-Man. fake it till you make it and all of that stuff. Like... I always, I know I'm good at my job, but I know that there's people out there that do it better. I do feel do like I'm faking people? it sometimes. Do you know those people? No, but I know they're out there. How do you know? Do you know those people personally? Then why is it comparable? We'll see. There's, it's like and this Sh- is what we got talking about It's like earlier, Schrodinger's cat. Is that <laughs> you are different than I am. Like, you have that thing. Like, Jake can tell you he knows fucking, you know, uh, he he knows the sky is green. And he can tell you it enough. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe the sky is fucking green. That makes and me sound manipulative tells, as fuck. No, well, you're just... <laughs> fuck you, Mike. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I mean... It's, it, it's not... See... It's not that I can convince somebody that the sky is green. I'm not sure if that really... Or sell ice to an Eskimo. Right. That's more... That's okay that's with that. But it's idea. not. It's like I can I can tell somebody that they need something. But I. it's not really... Conv- I can't convince anybody if they're set on the fact that they don't need something. If I have a customer who comes in and they are literally riding on caliper, there is no brake pad... If they're set on the fact that they don't need brakes, their car operates just fine without them, no matter how good of a salesman I am, it, it's it's game over. Yeah, there's some people that you can't. Correct. Yeah. What what I'm going off of is the sense of that is how I use that whole Schrodinger's cat like analogy with that alley. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you just busted that out of, out of nowhere. <laughs> but it, it's good to you. Spell use, it. it. But it, it's, <laughs> it's good to use in that sense of like how you say, well, I know there's somebody better out there. You don't. I also, a big part of this is, is. I'm talking. I don't care. <laughs> I feel, this is my topic. <laughs> I feel like. 
I shouldn't have to ask. You know I'm good. Why should I have to ask? Because there's no such thing as a handout. But people get reviews. I, yeah, no, but it's a business. Correct. And it's, it's there business. to make money in, and where they can cut corners, they will cut corners. Correct. So what you have to understand is your worth to the company, and it costs money to train people. Yep. And to take somebody with your experience and try to mold somebody new into that position is not a good investment for the company. So right. you knowing that piece of information should feel more secure in just taking that dive and getting over that anxiety and breathing through it. And it's like ripping the fucking Band-Aid off. It is. You just got to fucking wow, do it. Uh, wow, well, Eric, know... that's incredible. You said the exact same thing <laughs> I said. However, instead of her getting angry, getting teary-eyed, and calling me a dick, she goes, oh, my God, you're so right. That's because I'm Eric, the new guy in the oh room. Oh, my God, Eric, you're so smart and wise. Jake's a dumb piece of shit. It's your face. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jake. Okay. Okay, Jake. I see you, Jack. <laughs> so there's a tone about it. When people, yeah, you asked for it. It's because she hears your tone day in and day out. And for so long, it's the same way I'm sure I'm that sorry. Rachel I'm thinks sorry about I when I talk about things like that. I'm sorry I don't have hair and tattoos and rippling <laughs> muscles. You have tattoos. You have muscles. Oh, yeah. I've got one tattoo. Keg. They're underneath. <laughs> hey, we all have that. That's COVID-induced. 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 But, I mean, I feel like um, knowing your worth is important, but conveying that to someone else is different. It's, so practice. It's harder. So practice. And what you said about the, you know, getting over, or I guess I'm interpreting that way, is getting over the hump. Like, I know once I'm in that room, I'm going to do fine, but... It's, and you know, the thing is, too, is that it's like we always think the worst. We always think mm -hmm. that the worst is going to happen. But you have a good relationship with your employer. Mm -hmm. You are respected around there. You Fucking do a good job. Loyal. So, yeah. So there's no reason. And so a lot of times when you do things like this and you're thinking the worst, it's never even close to that mm -hmm. for the outcome. There's no and justification most of the time, to it you're pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. yeah you know and and what are you gonna do wait another fucking three months and still collect the same pay when you need the money right now everybody needs the more money right now fucking groceries gas prices this shit's ridiculous yeah. call jg wentworth yeah. 877 cash now <laughs> get your money it's my money and i need it now. Oh <laughs> no seriously God. i feel the same way so yeah. like, i shouldn't have to ask for the raise you should see my performance and you should fucking you know what i mean but that's just not the way the world works it doesn't work like that and it's so. also like i told you earlier today it's comparing apples to oranges you work at a family run dealership there is no no corporate backing there is no anything there's no angel investors there's no nothing it is that family running angel that investors an angel investor is somebody who comes in and gives you money for any cause you ask for no for absolutely like if you have a startup no, that's like a no, thing that oh, they talk no, about uh, a yeah. lot there, there's no risk involved it's like the money is completely free if it fails you don't have to pay me back however if it takes off this I is want, the agreement yeah. So it's like that comparing it's to... It's like Mark Cuban in uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. <laughs> it's, but, you know, take where these I'm guys... I'm not familiar with his work. Yeah. T take where these guys work. It's like, granted, they still have to show the performance and then ask for it. But 
with the reviews and the stuff like that. That's not really them doing that. That comes from a corporate level. It is expected for that position to keep a tab on your employees. Where you work, it's like a family. It's like you're working with your boss is like working with a grumpy uncle that you've known for your whole entire life. It's not a suit. It's different. It's like, yes, you work with him, but he's like, why do I need to keep tabs on my niece? She's either going to do, do good or I'm going to tell her she's not. Yeah. And, and that's the trade-off. It's like, it's apples and oranges. And like when you say with, once again, the whole Schrodinger's cat thing, when you go, well, I know. I don't know what that means, just so you're aware. It, I don't know what Schrodinger's cat is. It's the, it was a experiment where it was a box where mm -hmm. the cat may or may not be inside of the box. And there is poison. So it's a cat with poison in the box and it's either got a dead cat in it or it doesn't. It's some It's like a does a does a tree fall in the wood situation. Kind of it's one of those or do you, if a tree falls, does it make a sound? Yeah, nobody's around to hear it. Does it make a sound? So when you say that and you go, well, there's people out there who are better than me, but you don't know those people. The comparison is impossible. It's a it is a true on both sense. You don't know, but you do know. So the fact is, you might as well look at it as the better, you know, the brighter side of the option or the outcome. There's not a dead cat in the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna say anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think that Have all fun that's with been your same pay. <laughs> no, I well, actually, for what it's worth, I've already put the wheels in motion, and then my then someone fucked off for two weeks on vacation and didn't address the situation. So I have to, I have to make it happen. So you get so here. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, here mm. to give you the exact. In quantum mechanics, Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment that illustrates a paradox of quantum superposition. In the thought experiment, a hypothetical cat may be considered simultaneously both alive and dead as a result of its fate being linked to a random event. Okay. You said a lot of fucking big words, and I'm <laughs> you, just a mechanic. So essentially, so. essentially you words. don't know if the cat is alive or dead Correct. until you look in the box. Correct. Yeah. So it could be alive, so it could be a dead. The it could faith. I'm projecting things on myself, and I don't know what it's going to be until I actually, quote unquote, look Open in the, the box. box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? It could be Pandora's box, though. What's yeah. in the box? That well, bitch you're loose. also second guessing your value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which you know? is a big no-no. And and so people around you can see what you're worth, and it's something inside of you that's not allowing you to get to that point to stand up for yourself. So I mean, I deal with the same shit. So I think everybody does to some level. Not I mean, me. not uh, that guy over there with the eyebrows. Nope. But, but, but he eyebrows. says, you he also says, have sorry, eyebrows. Wait, sorry. Hey, you are over there with the face. so yeah. pronounced because there's no hair up top. So these things just up and down. Not have all of us have luscious locks. Have you Eric. seen the way I've been his, working on this? Have you seen the way his forehead moves? Do <laughs> you Botox? <laughs> Do you Botox? Oh, God, that's funny. Can we talk shit about Eric now? No. Absolutely. I want to hear no. Eric's story. I'm going to go I'm going to go up front and say no. Okay, Eric, <laughs> Eric, fuck you. You suck, but I love you. Okay, I'm good. Eric does well. He does suck. <laughs> He's my favorite gay guy at the shop. He's like, probably, yeah, is yeah. there more than one? No, well. I mean, no, well, uh, <laughs> I call people gay there all the time. So. 
<laughs> gay. <laughs> I, I I do love Eric and I do miss his presence. Not only what he has to say on the podcast, but his energy. Yes, he's like he always have... so friggin' bubbly. If he's not falling asleep, looking at Instagram on his phone. Correct. You know, I was thinking about this earlier when I was driving over because I was a little bit nervous and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna have anything to don't say. Don't be fried. You were um, doubting yourself. I was and then doubting you myself. But the then box and I was saw thinking the about it. I was thinking about it, and I was like, it's really important to have somebody like Eric that's so fucking opinionated on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. Oh, you know? and he is not afraid to and share his opinions. And he's not afraid to share the opinions, and he will Let fucking tell die you. on that mountain. Yep. You will not sway his By fucking himself. decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he, it's, it's fucking perfect. He's great. Good I, thing we have another very opinionated person on this podcast. Well, you know, it was interesting because <laughs> if you remember... And there goes that last bit of fucking joy I had in my life. <laughs> the, the whole reason why Eric... Wipes. If you remember, the whole reason why Eric Montenegro became the fourth person in our podcast Mm -hmm. is because Kevin Kevin abandoned us. Well, Kevin, uh, we started this thing during COVID times and Mm -hmm. Kevin's industry was dead, dead. Um, And then Kevin started getting busy and we didn't have him to run the soundboard or like have a, a fourth person. So we started inviting guests and Eric was like the first person we all thought of to like have on the show, you know, he's bubbly. He was like energetic and stuff like that. And he loved the show. He, 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 he was a, a listener, an avid listener before he was ever a guest on the show. And we had him on like multiple times as a guest. And we're just like, dude, this is working out great. Like you want to be full time. And I, yeah, I love it. I, I really do. I'm uh, also, it changed my life. Also, I keep forgetting to do this. Um, and I won't Uh-oh. use full name. Oh, Shout out to Nick B. <clears throat> you know who you are, and I. Yes. And I'm super sorry that I have not been able to go on that test drive with you like three times now. It's not that I don't want to. My job just sucks. Well, we we have something to give you as well, Nick. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. So 100. Um, percent Stop yeah. by and see me at work. I'll have it for you. 110. percent Or see Mike. Either or. I'm closer technically. I yeah. guess. Message either one of us on Facebook. You know where to find us. Yeah. Yeah. We're all friends. Um, okay. So, uh, we're getting towards that part of the podcast and we, uh, I actually, uh, I actually have, it's kind of an interesting listener mail. If you, if you want to think about it like that, we had, we had talked about, uh, in a previous episode, there was a, uh, there was a question that was posed to the audience and, um, it was like, um, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you during a test drive or something like that. Oh yeah. And, and we had a listener write in. And tell us a story, and you know those stories are only available to us. But we actually have that listener sitting on my couch right now. Oh, we do. <laughs> so I'd like to have him tell the story. And uh, without further ado, Eric, please introduce your story and uh, bring it up as our listener mail for the week. Okay. So um, I think that this, like you said, was uh, posted as the question about the craziest thing that's ever happened on a test drive. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, and so before I was working at the dealership that I'm at now, um, I was doing mobile mechanics around the Southern California area. And, um, and so I had one particular customer that had a 2018 2.3 liter Mustang. And I did some work on it. We took care of a, uh, a cylinder three misfire for her. And then, um, you know, she, she mentioned that she didn't trust it. She wanted to go on a test drive afterwards. And, uh, so (laughs) shut the fuck up. And, uh, and so 
um, we, we went on a test drive and we were in, uh, San Fernando Valley and, um, I don't know how, I think the subject got brought up, uh, that she wishes that she had the 5.0 Mustang. Well, that this we one all... didn't have any power mm-hmm. and it's still upwards of 300 horsepower. So she didn't think that the car would do a burnout. And we're on surface streets of SFV. Hell yeah. uh, In, you know, I I think it was probably one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And my retarded ass decides, (laughs) I'll show you that this thing will do a burnout right now. And so we were at a stoplight and I start broiling the tires off and uh, look to my right to see the LAPD officer in the turn lane staring at me. Should I call you, Mike? You know, <laughs> you, it's it's one of those situations where sometimes you get fucking seen by a cop doing something. And you're like, did you see me? This wasn't one of those fucking situations. Right. It was like the entire intersection was covered in fucking smoke and he was fucking grilling me. And, uh, LAPD officers ride around with two car, uh, two cops in the car yep. at all times. Okay. And so I fucking stopped doing the burnout. I'm sitting there waiting for the light to turn green. He's in a left turn lane, uh, perpendicular to me. And, uh, I'm just like, I'll just wait for him to do the U-turn. Right. And fucking mm-hmm. get behind me. And sure enough, he did. And she's in the car and she's all freaking out. And I'm like, look, it's going to be fine. I was just trying to, you know, I didn't know if everything was going to be fine. <laughs> the, car, the car could be fucking towed right now for all I know. Right. And uh, so the cops pull us over about a block away. I made a right hand turn. He followed me, pulled me over and he walks up to my window and he said, well, boy, that was about the dumbest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. And I was like, yes, sir. It was. I feel stupid right now. And he's like, you know, I was there before you even pulled up to the light. Like you had no fucking idea. And I think the saving grace in this situation was that it was two officers that were close to retirement. And so they'd seen some shit in their day and they were also a little bit, you know how I think that some younger officers need to prove themselves. Uh, These officers wanted me to learn the lesson, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they took the registration, they checked the insurance, they checked my driver's license, everything like that, normal. And they called me a fucking moron to my face, yeah. you know, and, and rightfully so. And it was, uh, well deserved. Well, you know, they, they told me the consequences that I could be facing. Uh, they could have towed the car. They could have got reckless me endangerment for, yeah. charges like that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, a year suspension on my driver's license. And she's not good for a tech. Thankfully, you know, I think, I, yeah, it's definitely not good for a fucking tech, but <laughs> thankfully, um, you know, they showed some leniency and uh, they gave me a written warning and sent me on my way. So did they know that? Did you like explain to them? I like, did. I fucking. You tried. Uh, you know how we fucking try to finagle our way out of situations like no, I just worked on the car. I was just testing it out. You were doing a burnout for 15 seconds at a fucking <laughs> stoplight. Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, all right. I had to fucking try it. Oh, officer, man. The, you know the, what the, I mean? the, the, the clutch pedal slipped. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I, 
I, I didn't know what was happening. There was no fucking clutch pedal. It was a fucking automatic. Oh, man. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> so, but no, really cool. They're not mechanics. Cops. They don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. So, I mean, they, uh, they Technicians. were. They were really cool. That was the fucking story. That's, That's a pretty a good story. Good it story. was pretty good. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. I would be shitting myself. I did as a not customer. enjoy myself during the situation. You got out of so, it. You I got mean, lucky, though. We did get out of it lucky. I, I had a similar thing, although I wasn't with a customer. I was in my own personal Mustang at the time, and I had Kevin with me. And we were coming down. How do X. you know your best friend's gay? <laughs> we were coming down X off ramp, which is notorious for getting great slide angles. And I did a pretty decent drift all the way into the intersection and then didn't realize that there was a motorcycle cop Ooh. chilling over there. Those guys don't like reckless driving. So Those guys have no soul. I yeah. pull up to the light and you know, I'm waiting because I'm you know, make a right onto the street and then I'm waiting for the left hand turn light. And all of a sudden there's a motorcycle cop leaning down into the window of my Mustang saying, if you ever do that again, I am going to take this car from you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did not see you. It's there's an empty intersection, you know, like blah, blah. So yeah, I know, I know those, those sort of yeah. circumstances. That, you're you're yeah. lucky you got off from a motorcycle cop. They, they, they I've say, never gotten off from a motorcycle no, cop. No, no. For anything. You will either be arrested or you will be ticketed. That You do not get away from motorcycle cops. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a secret society. I don't think I've ever been pulled over by a motorcycle Well, you're very lucky. Yeah, you and you should lucky. ring your bell. You and knock on wood. You should have tried to cry. That's gotten me out of a ticket before. Should I have shown him my tetes? Okay. Uh, I've never shown a new cop my today. Well, <laughs> that's why you have so many tickets. <laughs> Man, those are very nice, but I'm gay. Oh. <laughs> if I show mine. All right. I've only had one ticket. We're going to end the show. Okay. We love you all. And thanks for listening. <laughs> I love this song. We want to thank all of our sponsors. We want to thank Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing, supplying Justice Brothers products. Dale Follett from Twisted Builds. Nikki uh, Poo from Maco Tools. <laughs> yeah, Nick Lowridge, <laughs> Maco Tools. Um, Norman Glazier, you can find him at Stovocore underscore Metal Works um, on Instagram or MaxNorm at Hotmail.com. And that's uh, Max with uh, two X's. Um, and also, um, uh, Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. Um, let's see, who else? Oh, Tyler Kotlerick, Jean-Luc. I can't Jean pronounce Luc, your... I can't pronounce your last name. I'm so sorry, Jean-Luc, bro. Jean-Luc, it's Frenchish. It's super French. Um, I hope you watch Shorzy because we can connect on that. <laughs> and Eric... Thank you for being here. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Eric. It's been a blast. You will have to have you on again. I yeah. hope it was everything you thought it was going to be. It's better. <laughs> well, with that sort of attitude. <laughs> You're definitely coming back on. Yeah. When you come back a second Just time, it's going to be Just keep giving me shout outs. That's the, that's the funnest thing for me, uh, driving along in the car and hearing my name. CustomerStatesPodcast at gmail.com. That's me. CustomerStates.com. If you want to uh, find us on Instagram or Twitter, it's customer underscore states. Um, if you want to email us, it's and customer states at gmail.com. That's also our PayPal. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Send us money. Jacob.
What? It doesn't hurt to ask. Oh, I guess. Oh, you can also support us on anchor.fm if you search um, customer states. And you can be just like Jean-Luc and Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, who are our supporters. Who so we are indebted to. And they like kicked it off for us. Everybody. Um, and with that, we say... Love what? you. I'm, I'm talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. What is the squeaking? Love you. In terms of account. God damn it. <laughs> what? Love you. Love you. Oh, happy birthday, Kawa. Happy birthday, Kawa. We love you. You shit bag. <laughs> no, she's not a shit bag. Oh, I mean, kind of, sort of. I love her to death. Kawa. Boo boo, we're gonna end the podcast, okay? Good night. Boo boo, say good night. Wolf. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, <laughs> Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.